So let me ask you a question. Have you ever wanted more? The nervous laughter. Because we all do, don't we? If you love to play golf, you can't get enough of golf, can you? If you love music, you can't get enough of music. You want more. If you, if you love a, a mountain biking, you can't get enough of mountain biking. If you love cooking, you can't get enough of cooking. There's something within us that we, we always want more. Take your house. And maybe you're living in like that, that dream house of yours. That house that you can't believe you're in. That house where you walk in still going, wow, this is amazing. But yet there's that one house. Maybe that one house four doors down from your house. Or that house that you drive by every day going to work. And now there's a for sale sign in that yard. And you think to yourself, oh, If I could have that backyard for the kids to play in, if I could have that kitchen, if I could have that house. Maybe for you, it's that car that passes you on the 78 on the way to work. I mean, you love your car, but that car passes you and you're like, I want that. I never watched commercials. Uh, That's why God uh, uh, invented the DVR. Uh, yes, God invented that. And, uh, and so uh, I caught myself this week, weekend um, actually watching this, this car commercial. And what caught my attention was that this car by itself, hands off the wheel, will parallel park for you. My wife and I, we're from Vegas, where uh, you never parallel park. And we moved to a part of the country where I think there's master degrees in parallel parking. And I sat there on the couch thinking to myself, I need that car for my wife. <laughs> I mean, not saying she's bad at parallel parking, but she's that one person that takes about a half hour and just never quite gets in there. If you're a sports fan, you always want more from your team, right? Like, it's always Something where you want them to exceed beyond your dreams. Baseball just started. Yankee fans. More for Yankees fans. I'm just learning this. That it's not just to have a winning record. Oh, that's not good enough for Yankee fans. It's not just to get into the postseason, is it? No. And it's not really just about winning the World Series. It's winning it in grand fashion. That's your expectations. Mets fans. <laughs> they win a game here or there. You're like, yes, they won. It's a, I know some of you Mets fans right now are like, I can't believe you. I'm like, it's, it's all good. I understand. I get your pain because I'm a Cubs fan. <laughs> Our teams compete to be the worst. It's amazing competition. I get these ESPN updates during the baseball season, and it, it's, I just expect it to say the Cubs lost. I mean, but when they win a game, I'm like, yes, they won. Just, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Right after the NCAA tournament, Andy Katz of ESPN was uh, 
interviewing the head coach of UK's basketball team, John Calipari. And uh, he asked this very interesting question. He asked him, he goes, now what? I mean, he had just won the national championship, something that only a handful of coaches will even get get a chance, an attempt to even play for. And he just won it. And Andy Cassidy said, so now, now what? Listen to John's response. He said, I would like to coach an undefeated team before I'm done with this. Why? Because it can't be done. So let's chase that. I, he just won the championship. And guess what he was saying? I want more. Last week, I, uh, my, my headphones I use for running uh, finally died. And uh, so I was like, I need new uh, running headphones. And I go to the place where I do almost all my shopping, almost all of it, Amazon.com. You feel me? It's amazing. Amazon Prime, I get two-day shipping to my front door. I have the app on my phone. I do more shopping. Oh, what do we need? Okay, done. It'll be here in two days. Amazing. I use it so much that this past Christmas, my wife literally came to me and she said, you cannot buy my Christmas present from Amazon this year. I'm like, why? It's so simple and so easy and they deliver it. I'll wrap it. She goes, no, I want you, Chris, to get in your car and drive to the mall, and have to face the crowds, and go into those stores, and stand in those lines, and buy my, I want you to have to work to buy my present. I'm like, but Amazon, it's so simple. So I sat down at my my computer this week, and I started researching different types of headphones. Now, if you're into endurance sports, running, you understand that the type of headphones, it's really important. Because when you get all sweaty and nasty, they start slipping down your ears and falling off in cords. It's a thing. And so to have the right uh, type of headphones is really important. Plus, if you're going to go through all that pain, you want to listen to great music. And so I started researching. And I discovered the Sennheiser 680 series headphones. Oh, they had different types to fit on your heads. And I, I, I kind of came down to the ones that looped over my ears and had this band going around the back of my neck. And I'm like, those are it. And right before I click add to cart, I realized something. There's a 680 and a 680i. <laughs> I'm like, what's the difference? There's... difference between the 680 and the 680i, and I never like to just throw money away, and you know, a $22 difference for a pair of headphones, that's, there's a difference there, but I'm like, but what's the i? (laughs) I started researching it. I actually found myself on the Sennheiser website, and I started reading through the specs. One difference, only one, between the 680 and the 680i. And let, let me preface, these are running headphones. The I included a microphone. And I sat there going, why in the world would I ever want to be on a run talking to someone on the phone? Like, 
that's kind of absurd to me. Like, there's no way in the world I would ever want to go. For me, exercising is my only time where I can just spend with me, where I can lose myself. And I'm like, why in the world would I want running headphones with a microphone? And then the desire for more. But I'm like, but they're the 680i. And if I could buy those, I would have, you never know. When a microphone might come in handy. You never know when you might need running headphones and talk on the phone. You never know. And I felt my hand being dragged to the 680i and I clicked them. And I purchased them. And two days later they came to my doorstep and I opened the box. I'm like, I got the 680i. I'll never use a microphone, but I have it. Then yesterday, I was at the Y. I was on a treadmill, and right next to me, there was this gal who started a run. I had my brand new 680i Sennheiser running uh, headphones in with microphone, and all of a sudden, I noticed that this person next to me started talking. I mean, not just like talking, like she was interacting with someone. She was having a conversation with someone, and it just didn't last 30 seconds. It got into five minutes. Seven minutes. And let me preface this. If this happens to be you right now, like if you're sitting out there, I'm sorry. And I got to this point where I realized she's literally, she has a microphone on her headphones. She's talking to someone. I'm like, oh, this is weird, but cool. And I could do this. And then she did something that kind of freaked me out. I mean, from my peripheral I see her do something like this. I'm like, what is she doing? What is she doing now? So I did that, like, um, that, that move on your treadmill where you want to act like you're doing something else so you can really check out what's going on. And so I slowed my treadmill down. I grabbed my phone. I acted like I was texting someone. You know, I was like, and so I could look over because she's having this full-blown conversation. Now she's waving or doing something weird. And I look over and... Not only does she have her headphones on with a microphone, but they're plugged into her iPhone. And guess what she's doing? She's on FaceTime with someone. (laughs) For 40 minutes, she's having a video chat with someone on the treadmill. And I said to myself, that's cool. I can do that because I have the 680 eyes. This drive for more. Isn't it absurd at moments? I mean, we all have our different thing. We all have that different thing that kind of wills up within us, that thing that we want more of. But we all want it. Take it out of the material world and put it more in your personal relationship world, your just life world. Don't, don't you want more? Just in your life. Again, not material things, but just... In your life, don't you want more? If you're married, and maybe you have an amazing marriage, do you still want more out of that? I mean, I'm sure if you asked your spouse, hey, do you want more out of our marriage? I'm sure, I, I'm sure that your spouse would say, yeah. If you're dating, I'm sure the person you're dating wants more out of the relationship. 
you know, if, if you asked them and they said, no, I want less, you'd be concerned at that point. I'm sure if I asked your kids, if you have kids, I'm sure if I asked your kids, hey, do you want more out of mommy and daddy? I, and you might be the most present, engaged, loving, considerate, both quality and quantity time type of parent. But I'm sure if I asked your kids, do you want more out of mommy and daddy? I bet your kids would say, yeah. Yeah, I want more from mommy. Yeah, I want more from daddy. I mean, just think about your friendship world. I'm sure if you have a boss, you want more from your boss. I'm sure if you have employees, you want more from your employees. There's this drive within us for more. I mean, think about your kind of your your life trajectory. Maybe it's a career path for you. Maybe it's a different type of path. But you think about where you're headed in your life, and maybe you find yourself kind of at the pinnacle of your profession. I mean, you are the best of the best. You have risen through the the ranks. You have excelled in everything you've done, and you find yourself there. But do you still find yourself kind of stepping back, going, "But is there more?" Have you ever found yourself just kind of pausing and going, is this really what my life is going to be about? Do you look a year, five years, 30 years down the road and go, man, is is this all my life is going to, to amount to? Is this all that my one life is going to entail? Is this all? There's something within us that we want more. And you know what? God wants more for you. He really does. He wants you to experience life, this life, this one life that you have, in the most amazing way. In John chapter 10, Jesus said these words. He said, I, meaning Jesus, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The word full literally means more than enough, extraordinary, exceeding, surpassing all your expectations. And Jesus said that he came so that you, you could have this amazing, abundant, more than your wildest dreams type of life. That's why he came. It's really what Easter is all about. Jesus walked on this earth. He truly understands life. He understands those epic moments of life where you, you think life can't get any better. And he understands those dark, dark moments. Where he just goes, really? Do I really have to face that? He understands close, authentic, thriving relationships, friendships. And he understands betrayal and denial. Experienced all that we experience. He was tempted in every way, but yet was without sin. He chose to get on a cross to die 
to conquer death, to send into heaven so that you and I, so that we could have life, abundant life, more than expected, more than we could ever dream about, a life not only here on this earth, but for all eternity. But Jesus also understood another reality. You see, right before he said those words, right before that, listen to what he said. The thief comes only, that word only, single-purposed, laser-targeted, only one directive the thief has for you. Now, there's an upside and downside to this thought. And maybe you're wondering, like, really, Chris, how can there be an upside to the thief coming and doing whatever he's going to do? I'll get to that in a second. The downside is what I said. He's laser-focused. focused, Like, he's perfected his craft. He's really, really good at what he does. He's at the, the, the peak of his industry. The upside? It's not a secret. We know that he's alive and well. We know he's after our lives. We know that he wants to mess our lives up. He wants to trip us up. He wants to create chaos within our world. And we know he's really good at it. And Jesus said that the thief only comes, single-purposed, to steal and kill and destroy. Do you kind of notice that progression there? Where first he starts stealing pieces of you? Then it goes from there to, well, if he can steal enough pieces of you, he can kill you. Maybe that means your physical life. I know that some of you have come right up to that edge before, saying this life's not worth it. For some of you, it's killing you emotionally on the inside. Have you ever had a conversation with someone? I mean, they're looking you in the eyes. They're engaged into the conversation. But as you look them in the eyes, it's just hollow. There's just no life behind. Oh, on the outside, it looks like they have everything all together. They have all that this world could offer them. They have that. But yet you're sitting there talking with them going, man, but are you there? Maybe that's you right now. If people would only know, people would only know what was going on inside of you. And the thief's ultimate purpose is to destroy you. To crush you for all eternity. And here's the thing that the thief knows. Oh, he knows it so very well. 
The thief understands that when Jesus conquered the grave, when he beat death, that his clock started ticking. He has a limited amount of time to steal, kill, and destroy. The thief knows. He fully knows what Christ accomplished on that cross. He knows that when Jesus sacrificially gave of his life and he beat death, that amazing act of love, that unconditional act of love, that amazing act of grace, would cover all people for those who name him as Lord and Savior. For all those who claim Jesus to be their eternal king. That there's nothing anyone has to do for that. It all happened on the cross. And when Jesus conquered death. And the thief understands that. He fully understands that. So he's at work in our lives to start stealing pieces from us in hopes to kill us. Maybe physically, most definitely emotionally. And to destroy us for all eternity. And you think about those things that he's stealing from your life. And you think about the relationships in your world. I mean... How many fractured relationships are swirling around you right now? I mean, you may be surrounded with so many people. I mean, people, people everywhere. But you feel so incredibly lonely. Maybe you've accomplished all that success has told you to do. But yet, you're still looking at your life going, really? You're looking at the success and going, is this what my life is really about? Is, is this my one life that I have to live? Is this my legacy? See, over the next four weeks, we're going to just be focused on John 10.10. 10. How, how we can have a life, a life to the full, abundant life. And here's what I know. Here's this phrase that we're going to talk a lot about. It goes like this. To gain the most out of life, grasp the magnitude of Christ's life. Think about that. Because what's amazing, we have an incredible model to follow. We have an incredible model to follow. Jesus' life. And if you want to gain the most out of this one single life that you have that's been placed in your hands, if you want to gain the most out of this life, start to grasp the magnitude of Christ's life. Because when you do that, when you experience that, when you start realizing what Easter is all about, 
that when he was on that cross, he saw your face and he whispered your name for you so that you could have life, an abundant life, not only here on this earth, but for all eternity. That Jesus so desperately wants you to live life beyond existence.